Hi, it's Chanel. This is Marissa. This is Sade, and you're listening to Sleepy, Sleepy Pink Cast. Oh, wait, I didn't think to ask. Are we getting sloppy tonight? I didn't get any sloppy things. Oh, I didn't plan. Last to. week's episode was way sloppy. <laughs> Yeah, this oh, this week was a lot less stressful for me. Really? Okay. I was, still, I was, I was like, still annoyed just out of my mind. But like, I don't know. I'll take a Maybe shot. It's just because the last couple episodes have been so consistently annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you just say you're going to go take a shot? No, I was like, I'll do, I'll take one. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. Should I do it too? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right, we're going to go sloppy. <laughs> Not really. When does yeah. do anything? Any ravens? Um, yes. So the ravens were uh, stable. Slightly, slight uptick. It's 1.5, but it's 4.59 million viewers, as opposed to last week, which is also 1.5, but 4.52 million. So it's a little bit of an increase, kind of. According to most of uh, the uh, rating slash renewal blogs, Sleepy Hollow was most likely to be renewed, even with the ratings that they have right now. And... And the New York Times, their like uh, uh, like re- television review blog, actually wrote a really good review of Heartless, yeah. where they actually elevated Abby over Ichabod, and they like praised Nicole's acting, which is stunning. which never happens. Never <laughs> happens. So I was extremely impressed. You guys should get a chance. Actually, let me read. There's one part of it that I thought was um was really nice. They said high point of the episode was that we saw a bit more deeply into Abby than we usually do. The character and Nicole Bahari, the actress who plays our her, who plays her, are among the most intriguing things about this show. I find myself during this installment picturing my fantasy Sleepy Hollow episode, one in which Abby has the hour all to herself. Somehow she gets into a situation where she is isolated from the others and has only her wits to rely on, and we get to see both Abby's inner life and Miss Bahari's acting range. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just very nice and so yeah. welcoming, considering the fact that this is the New York Times. We could have had that, because in the finale, she was by herself and in purgatory. Right. Yeah, we could have, totally could have had, had a whole episode yeah, mm-hmm. just dedicated to her. So I remember we I uh, suggested that hashtag Abby Mills deserves better. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to ask about that. Janelle. Were you by any chance impregnated by a Chinese spider (laughs) (laughs) while you were sleeping by a son who is older than you? No. It appears to me that you've birthed a monster. I have birthed a monster. (laughs) I've birthed a monster. Um, I mean, I I intended it to be a little bit more, I guess, constructive and positive because some people are really just like ranting, which it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, they're angry. It's totally valid for them to Are be. Are you tone policing your own tag? No, you know what? I hate Ooh. saying, like, we have to be constructive. We have to be more positive. But, like, some, like, it's kind of like sometimes it's the only way you get a freaking attention, which sucks, right? It's like, oh, if you, if it seems like an attack, I mean, it's going to seem like an attack anyway because it's criticism. But if it seems like outright people are, you know, using mayo and being like, oh, white people oh so many white people i mean there's like a little bit that there's like a little bit that you can do where you can be like um what's happening to the diversity but you can't be like you have to phrase it in a way that i guess won't make the writers think that you know you just hate white people i guess 
I don't know. It sucks. It sounds like tone policing BS, and that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you hated white people, you wouldn't watch this show. Yeah, me too. But you know how people are. Like, did you didn't you see Raven Metzner and how he reacted to it? I was yeah. just like, oh my god. And but that's the most frustrating thing. Whenever um, fans a- ask. And well deserving, so ask for better representation. Yeah. It's always attributed to something else. It's never right. about what we're actually asking for. It's right. always shipping wars yeah. or like something arbitrary like that. Or it's like you must like, you must hate white people. It's like no, <laughs> right? Like they feel like the, what we're asking for is invalid. They don't feel like it's important. And it's funny, but like because they refuse to see it in someplace else they don't realize that they're literally saying that anyone who isn't white doesn't deserve their attention right. doesn't deserve the same qualities and quality of writing and character development as white but that's literally that's actually what they're saying right they're just not using those exact words and i i just i think it's interesting he um he kind of he took it really personally which i think is funny because no one called him out personally you know what i mean well he they didn't just, write that episode he didn't even he write, did that, write episode. that weeping lady episode right and which is awful like right and then some people said something about it being sexist which it was mm-hmm. and i think he saw it somehow or saw at least one fan yeah. comment and took it really personally you know, all i saw was somebody had said like that it, it, he wrote with the white male gaze right mm-hmm. which is interesting how like is that, is that a pejorative or is it an observation? No, he's because white. I feel like no, I feel like everybody who starts out writing in this country writes with the white, with the white male gaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're used to reading. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh my god, that's what we but, we learn in school. But it's almost like they get offended if you call them white. I'm like, you are white. You're writing. <laughs> you're writing from a male point of view, and things like that. And I don't think that was the disrespectful thing to say. You know, I don't think I think it was constructive. I don't think it was disrespectful. Like some people are pretty pissed off and they're you know saying whatever they want to say and that's fine and there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with it um it's like up to you what you want to tweet and everything but yeah like i i didn't think most of the stuff that i saw wasn't disrespectful at all you know no i think it's been going pretty well it's not it's not supposed to be a thing that you know we're calling for the show to get canceled or anything like that. It's not that we're angry in that way. We're just disappointed, right? So people are just expressing their disappointment and I think some people are just like I'm just going to go all out and I'm, you know, I feel this way and this is what you're going to know and tweeting to like the sleepy writers and stuff like that. But you know, Nicole Bahari was pretty positive about it and so was Orlando to some extent. Yeah, I mean, the the task started pretty organically, right? But what was kind of your goal with the hashtag? Because people... What did you want to see happen? Well, I mean, a lot of people were complaining for about a few weeks now, and it, it was just getting worse and worse. And then finally, this was like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, okay, we need to tweet something because I'm pretty upset. <laughs> and I think Abby Mills deserves better. So why don't we just start a Twitter? I didn't even I didn't even think about tweeting to anybody in particular. I was just like, maybe it'll pick, pick up and be associated with the Sleepy Hollow tag and then people will see it. But then people were like, no, we should start tweeting at people. So I was like, you know what? It's it's your tag. Do whatever. So effectively, the tag became kind of an aggregator for people yeah. to talk about how they felt about where the character was Yeah, going. yeah. Not just Abby, but just like the sidelining of the characters of color. Like even Katrina. A couple of people were like, this mystical pregnancy trope is disgusting. I can't believe you guys would write this, etc. And I was like, that's totally valid for them to know about because it is disgusting. I mean, 
come on. But it's gross. Like, people are telling you it's gross, and this is not what they want to see on this show, and you have to listen. I guess you don't have to listen, but, you know, your show's going to keep losing viewers, and the fans are going to keep being pissed. What I liked about the hashtag was that you could read it and see that you weren't the only person who felt that way about the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, because there are people coming in later and they were like, oh, my God, I haven't caught up what's going on. And then and and how cool is it that like Nicole Bahari started retweeting that Orlando Jones was tracking the hashtag. Yeah, Nicole. I didn't expect that from Nicole because she's been kind of. Yeah, she was off social media for a while. Yeah. Did it trend last night? Do you know? I don't even know if Sleepy Hollow itself trended. Yeah. Last week, we joked about making a list of things that the show could do to do better. And mm-hmm. EW did it. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly did it. Mm-hmm. They actually oh, made they that list yeah. that we joked about making. Yeah, they made the list. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Like, critics are noticing. I don't know if they're all noticing the hashtag, but it's definitely not just us. I know we're pretty liberal and we're super progressive about media. At least yeah. I'd like to think we are, right? Yeah. But even, like, your run-of-the-mill TV critic is like, this show could be doing better. I don't know how I feel about it, though, because I feel like one thing is that Sleepy Hollow set the bar really high, and so people expect more from it. And so if, when they F up, and they're really effing up really badly at this point, that they're under more scrutiny. Because you never see people talking about Game of Thrones this way. And that show is like... I don't even... Yeah, I swear to God, there's yeah. some Illuminati shit. Because I just don't understand <laughs> why people don't talk about Game of Thrones yeah. in this manner. Like, yeah. it blows my mind. And there are someone, other shows... I don't know if you guys so you know... think it's easier for them to criticize Sleepy Hollow because of right. the characters of color? Because yep. that's, that's dark. I think so. I mean, did you guys see that post that's going around where it's like, you know, while we're getting pumped for season five at Game of Thrones, don't forget. And then they list like everything that D&D has done to undermine the characters since season one. It is like a punch in the gut. Yeah, like Once Upon a Time does all kinds of like stuff that, you know, makes me side eye. They kill so many characters of color all the time and they sideline them all the time. And people still watch that and still has high ratings and it sucks. You know what's so funny? Just to bring it back to Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, as I just keep thinking about Orlando's tweet um, about initially when all the backlash started and how he was just like, oh, there's much more to come. And remember how we had this whole rant about Game of Thrones where we were talking about the whole concept of waiting to see? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the fact that people don't realize that, like, television is massive. Film is massive. Hollywood is huge. You're not the only television show who is showing symptoms of sidelining characters. And we have been waiting. Right. And we we have been waiting. So, like, by now, don't you think we know the signs? Like, we're not fools. We can see it. We know what's what's coming down the pipeline. Like unless you unless we're gonna straight up re pretend the first half of the season didn't happen next year, I really can't see this course correcting itself anytime soon. Like this this season literally should not have happened the way that it's happening right now. Yeah. Like it's, it should and, have been a different story. Uh aren't there more reasons? I oh wait, Jill Marie Jones is um coming back. She's oh. she just filmed with me. Oh, she's isn't she Irving's wife? Yeah, she's Irving's wife. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about um Amanda. Amanda, but Jill and Nicole were tweeting at each other. So we're getting some of that and we're getting of course um Mill's sister story and not Daniel Henney is in it. And yeah. 
Ugh. Every time you say not Daniel Henney, my, my mind blinks, and I think you say Daniel Henney. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good, <laughs> because it's an acceptable substitution. It's going to be like Bloody Mary, right? If we say his name enough times while discussing the show, eventually he He's will He's going to appear. Oh, my yeah. God. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, okay. if it happens, we can say that we made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? What if that's another hashtag? Not hashtag? Not, not Daniel Henney. <laughs> Yo, what if we do that? And we just talk about like, how why is what, this... what a terrible character Nick Holly is. What if we tweet at Daniel, honey? <laughs> but can you come and be on the Come, come save our show. Be <laughs> be like one of the people Henry is cursed, and the curse is that like you are shirtless all the, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and then Abby's job and Ichabod's job is to help you with this curse. Or maybe Nick Holly can die so that Daniel Henny can be can be the coroner. Can come back. Oh my god, I would love that. Oh my Oh my god, I would cry. I would literally <laughs> cry. Can you imagine though? Like they go to investigate the scene and his body is like sprawled and then the, and then the shirt and is corn Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Best show ever. 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 <laughs> In the night I hear him talk the cold story ever told. Somewhere far along this road he lost his soul to a woman so So the title of this episode is Heartless. It was written by Albert Kim, who co- also co-wrote Kindred with um, Mark Goffman earlier in the season. And it was directed by David Boyd. This is his first time directed for this series. So The directing wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. No. You know the, the cold opening where they are defining love? Did you read that as parody? Because I totally kind of read that as parody. It like reminded yeah. me... It reminded Are me you of when other sh- TV? Yeah, because it reminded me of okay. other when other shows use like self-reflexive humor um, mm-hmm. to make like a point um, about what's going on or to like kind of make fun. There's it's kind of like they're aware of how dramatic and how soap opera shit is their mm-hmm. relationship. But I don't want. I was like, is that too smart? for these writers because of what's been going on this season yeah i think maybe the writers know that the characters definitely don't yeah no no i'm saying like do the writers know what they're writing anymore (laughs) you know like kind of that thing because i was like it's very it's i think it was very self-aware how they're framing their central love story you know like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to dismantle because the crane's relationship is kind of superficial when you start Mm. peeling back the layers and it's like they have these different views of love and I think that was something that was really interesting Love about the and episode. and trust as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were, like, talking about mutual sacrifice. Like, Ichabod's all about this mutual sacrifice thing versus, you know... The thing, um, the thing about this I just find so odd is that it just... Whenever the cranes talk about this, I just don't believe them. And I think it's just because Katrina just feels like such a distraction. Which, I hate saying that because it's incredibly sexist. Whenever women are... are be, or whenever it's like, oh, men can't do their job because women are around being distracting or whatever. Yeah. But, like, like nothing she says ever makes sense to me. Like, yeah. she... Like, la- like, in this scene where she was talking about love and trust and everything I did was to protect you, I'm just like, no. Does, no. <laughs> what you're saying does not make sense right now. Yeah. How are you... Tra- how is this possible? Yeah. And then, fucking... Okay. And so these two it, freeloaders are chilling in Abby's daddy's cabin. Well, right? Abby's now doing all the work. She comes in and she's like, I just put a trace on Henry's computer activity. Oh, my God. And she brings them food. Yeah. yeah. Who's paying the cable bill? Who, and then Katrina... them how to use the remote and then katrina's over here talking about how abby should introduce her to more reality tv 
Yo, I, was, I swear. Well, I was like, what? We're trying to fight your son here. And Ichabod, Ichabod, if you don't think reality TV, if you're too good for reality TV, right? Yeah. Why are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see Katrina getting addicted to and reality. And how does he know what Kabuki is? Maybe Why he does he continue something. to have these weird, like, anachronistic, this this weird anachronistic knowledge of Asian things. I don't get it. Maybe it's a new thing. I'm I'm I fan wank it as he's been reading some stuff because Abby's been giving him stuff. Oh, so he's like a weeboo? Yeah. <laughs> so he knew what like the Jinken was. He knew about bone flutes. He knows what kabuki is. Mm. I love how Abby kind of walks into the scene one hundred percent business, you know, yeah. like which is what a, like what a normal person who happens to be the witness and and is trying to stop the apocalypse. Like, yeah, that's totally how you behave, right? Yeah. But then Katrina walks in. She's like, "Am I interrupting something? Like, how is it? Like, like why does it feel in that particular scene like she's the intruder, even though they're the intruders? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, She's, she's like, she's one. all like, am I interrupting something? Yeah, she's the one who's actually staying on task. Like, I don't... <sighs> Anywho. Yeah, so... Henry. Oh, did you guys... I was like, how much How much did he hire the succubus for? Like, he just, like, summons her. What if she was doing something? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, does he have benefits? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what What am I getting for this, Maybe you know? Maybe she needed the dental. Maybe. <laughs> And the poor nerd with the glasses almost got some and ended up like a dry dead husk. No, I don't have any sorrow for the angst of poor white okay, nerds. But he, but look, okay. they could have totally gone with an incubus. I don't know why they didn't. They could have. Gone totally. with an incubus. Played by Daniel Honey. Yeah, played by Wait, Daniel Wait, is that Honey. the male version of yeah. the incubus? Yeah. Oh. And also a band from the early 2000s. Yeah, <laughs> based on... <laughs> Incubus. <laughs> the, like, you know what, though? You know they would never do that. Like, this season has been, like, sexist per- trope parade. Because of that, because w- Raven fucking mentor and those it's two other guys. From, like, the weak we don't lady. know that it's him. Oh, my God. He... We just have... I know, I know. <laughs> but he was like, why are you guys picking on me? It's like, because you wrote... Some, yo, somebody... You your somebody L- clapped back. The weeping lady was like... I feel like the weeping lady was like the beginning of the end. No, when he... Choked. Yo, when he said... what He said something to somebody because he was just like, I'm restraining myself from responding or whatever. And the person was like... And he said something about... um He got personally offended. And they were like, well, maybe it's because you fridged two women, etc. And I was like, oh, snap. The fans were going in. I was like, yo... <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what they're dealing with. No. Anywho. Ugh, so our, our textbook succubus walks in and, you know, conventionally beautiful woman that like has this childish, it's, you know, it's almost like there's like an ABCs to sexy on television. And that's exactly what this she's, succubus She's is. also a woman of color. Oh, the actress who plays yeah, her? Yeah, the actress who plays her is Trinidadian. Yeah, Caroline Ford. I oh, tweeted okay. at her at some point. <laughs> but she was going to be on Hieroglyph. Oh, yeah. poor thing. I, wonder, <laughs> I, was saying, I was saying I wonder if Miss um, Rashad is going to show up. I doubt it. <laughs> Just because. Really? It seems like this season of Sleepy Hollow has like a melanin. Deficiency problem. Deficiency problem. Or like God. a melanin limit where yeah. it's like you can... There can only be X amount of dark skin on the screen. At hey guys, X of but time. they but they like right colored lines, you guys. <laughs> Whatever. So we find the the dead nerd sucked dry. Abby continues to be the most confident person 
in yeah, that scene. She's and like, it's supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> and he, it was really funny. He was like, yeah, we were party, you know, basically he and Katrina were party animals, and they got down to the waltz and shit. And there was also- When? I don't she know. She was a Quaker. They're like, they eloped. I when? have no idea. <laughs> It was there was like also a bit of it could be flirting in there Boo. because yeah I know now I can't even get down with it I can't even yeah. get down with it because I'm like he's he's like wouldn't you like to know about him dancing or whatever and I was just like stop flirting with her because last asshole. season last season when Ichabod said stuff like that it was like funny and like mm-hmm. tongue in cheek and, and coy gold, but yeah. this season I just want to drop kick the shit out of him. <laughs> Because I'm just like... And then right you know, after, he's like, you know, Abby's like, maybe there's some good in him deep down, but what point do you say that no longer matters? And he's just like, not hearing it. And he's about on the stupid shit about giving his son some chance. Cause I, I just had a thought. I would be really angry if they did actually redeem Henry at this point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Me too. Because, like, think of, like, how characters like Luke were treated just for being nosy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, like, here we have, like, Rita Repulsa, and if he's going to be redeemed after all the shit he's put Irving through, all the shit he's put Abby through, all the shit he's put Jenny through, I'm not here for that. Yeah, seriously. You know, it's funny that you said Rita Repulsa, but, like, everyone in the Sailor Moon fandom who was watching Sleepy Hollow was, like, Queen Barrow. Yes, <laughs> Queen Barrow. No, it is exactly what That's Queen what it was. reminded me. This episode reminded me of a... Um, of um an episode of Sailor Moon and I was like maybe that's why I didn't mind it that much. It's like buy the book, summon Sailor the baddie, send the baddie to do that stuff. Send the baddie to collect human, human energy, energy to feed Metallia, who yeah. was ba- who's basically the equivalent of Moloch on Sleepy Hollow. Like yeah. textbook an episode of Sailor Moon. It was like Sailor except Moon with less woman talking. Yeah, Sailor Moon X, you know, Sleepy Hollow. That's what I like. But who wore it better? Sailor <laughs> Moon wears it better because the entire cast is female and they talk about things that have nothing to do with men. Yes. There. <laughs> yeah. But I just, that just pissed me off that she is like, you know, Henry did this. Clearly, Henry did this. And you're still on this crap. People give... are dying. Like, yeah. <sighs> Everywhere. And he's just like being able to kill them without. Okay. So here's what annoyed me even more. While they're continuing their investigation, they're in the archives, right? And like, so, you know, Katrina's contributing, like, useful information, blah, blah, blah. Supposedly. Blah. And then she gets, like, a headache. Right. And then she gets, like, a headache, and then she's, like, asking for tea, and then Abby's like, oh, I'll pick up some tea and food. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, When yeah, did yeah. you become an errand girl? Yes. When did you I was like, I disliked it so much that she offered to get aspirin. Ichabod didn't even say thank you, but he just pointed to her. He's like, yeah, get me some of that for Katrina, bitch. What? <laughs> I was like, can, can somebody get and me an aspirin? And Katrina turned it down. Yeah. yeah, and talking about, can She's you get like, me some king's me tea? Me some tea? I'm like, is this your, <laughs> is she your effing maid right and now? Then, and then Ichabod had the nerve to look upset when she mentioned Abraham. Like, right! The crazy been like, do I look like Abraham? <laughs> he basically, no, le- like, and then he basically leaves with Katrina and abandons Abby to do her research by her yeah, It's like when you do a group project in college. <laughs> yes. Everyone else is like dicking around watching TV, eating your food, then they leave. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It bothered me that she was talking to an empty room. Right. Like she didn't even realize that they walked out on her. Right. How fucking inconsiderate. Like, and there's two things <sighs> that I noticed too. Like Katrina when she's looking at evidence and chimes in, she's just so unbelievable to me. She just 
detracts so much from the dynamic that is like very natural dynamic that it becomes more obvious, you know, that she doesn't fit as well with these you know two people. But is really it purposeful? Funny? I don't I know. Don't, I think it's just bad writing, honestly, because they spent, think about it, they spent most of this episode trying to convince everyone, including Abby, that Katrina is a viable no, they portion. Hell did not, from where Katrina did not buy end, it. Seriously, but by the end, Abby was still doing everything yeah. by herself, and Katrina still left. So, so like, it's like, what do you like? Abby's a witch. Abby's yeah. a witch. Like, just at the and also, away. I mean, I think maybe in this scene it might have been a little bit deliberate, but like, I think they actually are trying to. In some ways, they're aware because at the beginning, Abby's like, Crane, can you check the thing in the... And she doesn't even have to finish her sentence. He already knows what she's going to ask him to do because he's so used to that, their dynamic. He immediately picks up on what she needs. Then later, when Abby offers to order his favorite food, um. she's like, you know, you love curry, um, Sheshwan curry, I'll get you that. And he just kind of walks out on her, even though she's offering him food. So I think, in a way... At least that part was very deliberate, but like mm-hmm. I think they're also trying to work Katrina into the dynamic, and it's not working. Like it's not mesh- meshing properly. Mm. You know, I really like the argument that happens between um, Katrina and Abby, and I felt like it should have been allowed to play yeah, all the way yeah. out. But um, it bothered me that 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 Ichabod. Because that was later on. Too, yeah, that's like, yeah. Sorry, I'm just jumping attention. around just because yeah. there's like so there's like so, so there's much relevant the, shit. The, can I just say the, though, I do not believe that Sizwan food is Ichabod's favorite food. Okay, that shit is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's like a special like guy. Taste buds that can handle. Think of what they used to eat in the colonial times. That's yeah, true. but Szechuan. American Szechuan's not as spicy. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. They could just be like, getting panned But Express. for people who eat spicy foods, come on. Yeah. But, I, like, to us, that's not, that would not be spicy. But you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. it's He's probably the one ordering, like, orange chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he likes curry, you guys. There, There's a chance he would have been in interaction with, like, some spices. Like, there was a spice trade. Because his family... Yeah. Ooh, whatever. Yeah. All right. So enough wait, Ichabod. Enough. So you know what's really interesting? The diner scene. Right after that last scene with Abby offering to get Ichabod's favorite food, we go into a scene where a couples doing the exact same thing. The girl is about to tell the dude what to get, and he immediately knows. Cheese fries. Yeah, and it reminds me of the teens in the car versus Abby and Ichabod in the car. And I was like, I guess it could be unintentional, or maybe it's just like a little bit of baiting. I don't know. It's parallel and they and then they introduce this like queer character and then kill her off like that i was like dude I, that male extra had like the best dialogue i'm mad they named her becky Hollow. i was like i cried becky. he was like what he's like what did he say like we need to talk about melissa yeah <laughs> no becky <laughs> becky like, is this gonna go into his reel I, I'm mad they named her Becky, like the quintessential white girl name. I was like, she's going to get killed. Clearly, she's going to get killed. Her name's Becky. 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 <laughs> so, and then Jennifer's body strikes again, man. Right. Yeah. What was up with that? Becky might love to kill queer women. And she, they do? Because I thought that wasn't, they normally did yeah. not to women. I mean, she, I just watched this terrible movie. Oh, no. It was a LARPing movie. The guy from True Blood and Peter Dinklage, but um, there was a succubi in it. Oh, okay. And you know it was the same trope. 
Oh, in that one, it was Alone with Color. Oh, wow. So, oh, it was Knights of Badassdom. Oh, I've but, seen But you yeah. see that. That yeah. movie was hella sexist. Do not watch it. What the fuck was that movie? Oh, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know. You see Succubia enough. They go yeah. after, like, the nerd who can't get any, and they go after the queer girl. Right. You know, that's. And so, so she can make out with a queer girl and kill her. That's like the thing, you know. And so, so Abby and Holly. I'm so tired of Abby saying we need to consult an expert and then ending up going to Holly. How is he an expert? <laughs> They're not dealing with artifacts. He's an <laughs> artifact hunter. He's not a demon hunter. You know There's who would like be an expert on this? Better experts. Jenny. Yeah, first, Jenny. Jenny is a demon hunter. Big Ash. Big Ash. She's off doing. Jenny's off. I don't know. Oh, God. I was like, how is he off an expert? deserving better and having having her uh, life outside of the crane. I'm so glad Nicole can sell these stupid fucking lines because, like, <laughs> no, seriously, she's literally like the best part of the show. I right mean, which is not to say that she wasn't before, but I swear to God, she is carrying the season with what little that they're giving her. She's totally carrying the season because yeah. Ichabod's fucking useless. Like, I love, I love that she isn't into Holly at all, and I hope it stays that way. Did you guys tweet? <sighs> uh, did you guys see on Twitter what the main Sleepaholic feed tweeted today? Because I thought it was kind of funny. Wait, what? what? They tweeted a quote from Nicole Bahari about the Holly character. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Wait, what was this? I'm trying to find it. Sorry. Oh. But, I mean, he won't even help her, but he wants to get in her pants. I'm like, go to... <laughs> okay. I'm like, so, go the fuck to sleep. That's what you need to do. In, in Genevieve's review, she talks about, like what has Nick Holly done to earn Abby's trust? Yeah. Especially considering the fact that Abby is a character that does not trust easily, even for the people who are super close with her. What is it about Nick Holly that, that the writers sincerely believe that we're supposed to see him, see how he interacts with the world, see how he interacts with Abby and go, yep, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, yeah. And then we well, hear about what it. the official Twitter has to say. Mm-hmm. Holly is a great addition to the cast because he gives Crane a little competition. Quote, that's what they Nicole tweeted? Bahari. Oh, God. Okay, whatever. Like, that doesn't phase me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like, even make sense. What no, competition? Yeah. Competition yeah. over what? Over what? Over who? And Knowledge? And, 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 yeah. Oh, and then in the, I feel like they're trying to make it about um, Abby. But then it's like at the yeah. same breath, you're basically saying that Ichabod's interested in Abby mm-hmm. and he's a wife. And like, aren't you trying to, like, I don't know. Like, they don't I don't think we should do it scene by scene because I kind of want to be like, what was up with Ichabod this entire yeah, episode? I don't trying to set them up. Because this episode wasn't really, didn't really give us anything new, honestly. The newest thing happened in like the last five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no point to go through scene um, by scene. I feel like there are larger points that we could just point out and talk about. You know what I think is funny, or actually not funny, but like actually super traumatic, is that the succubus kills everyone else in like 2.5 seconds except for Nikali. And Ichabod. Like fi- it takes like five years to kill <laughs> so you know right when um abby and ichabod are having this conversation about the dead dude macking on a lady and abby puts her hand on his leg 
And then Crane goes, ah, oh, he was with a woman. And then Katrina comes out of the shadows. Like, of course, why didn't I see it before? The signs are classic. I was like, what is going on here? She's just like popping up. Yeah. Out of no, and I was like, is it's it- like either a bad episode of Buffy or in middle school. I was like, is this, yeah. an, is it, I think it's a T, it's another tease in the episode. And I was just like, I don't know if I can take this seriously because of how they're writing no. everything out. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I then, was just going to say the reason why this doesn't work is because of the surrounding context of the episode. Like right. it just, it comes off as annoying instead of, Ooh, insightful. And it's right. also, when you think about it, it's cheap. It's just fucking Yeah. And then cheap. in this part, Abby guesses that they're dealing with a succubus. Right. And these two assholes look at yeah. her all surprised. Like she wouldn't know about supernatural things. I was like, while y'all <laughs> were busy watching TV, Abby was working her ass off. So why don't you both go and stare at your own belly buttons and let her do all the work? Because I was just like, these two assholes right here. Why are they but looking like, at her like that? I was so, so like, mad. Why can like Katrina not do anything? Like, well, she did why? like the, she did like the candle and track the succubus's energy. Okay. Yeah, she finally started helping, sort of. But did yeah. Holly drive home drunk or did they walk? I thought I saw him close the car door. I think he drove. Home drunk. Succubus? Yeah, he was about to go take I... her to check out his waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yeah, I was just Holly. like, what, what are they going to do? I'm kind of mad they got there in time to save him, too. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good. I could have been like, oh, my God, we were too late. I know, right? He <laughs> was such an expert, and now he's gone. We'll right? remember him forever. And then Crane yeah. realizes that he has she, he feelings. He should die in her arms. He should yeah. do, like, what every character of color has done. Yeah. And die in the arms. And and Crane realizes that Nick has feelings for Abby, but literally no one cares. Literally. Like why am I for real? For real. For and real. I'm mad that they actually made it like a mini plot line in the entire episode. Like yeah. him feel him talking to Abby about Holly, him talking to Holly about Abby, him like somehow but, like trying to make it seem like like Holly needed his permission. Like, yeah. Did you know the Twitter was like Ichabod has given Abby the go ahead to be with Holly. What do you guys think? I was like, it, do you have a different intern running this shit this year? Because <laughs> she, she need terrible. like permission. Yeah. Date a flop now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how much? Okay, how much better would this have been? Because I've mentioned this. If Jenny was in Holly's place and the succubus tried to track her for having hidden desires, and then we find out Jenny's bi, and those are our hidden desires, and she was trying to keep it quiet from Addie because she didn't know how it would be received. Oh, yeah. I, saw you the- I don't want angsty queer girl stuff either. It's not like angsty it's not stuff. It's sucky, sucky bi queer lady stuff. It's not even that. It's just that, like her not wanting to tell Abby because of their past, not because she's ashamed of being bi. You know, or that kind of thing. What if it's like the succubus? Is, is, it, is it always sexual desire that a succubus goes after? I think but, doubts yeah. and stuff. Not necessarily like, because in the, throughout the episode, they also, she also goes after Ichabod because he's having like doubts about Katrina and shit like that. What if Holly oh. had been a woman all along? What if Holly had been a woman who was like maybe a modern day member of Katrina's coven? Yeah. And there could be that, like, contrast. Like, there's a lot of things you could do. I feel like there should be a flowchart in a writer's room saying, like, yeah. let's make a new character. One. Then it's like, does he have to be white? Yes, no. Yes. Yeah. How can we is connect it, him? Is it because he's a historical character? No. He should be a person of color. Yeah. Does he have yeah. to be white? Yes. Is it because he's related to another character? Yes. But do we know who the mom or dad is? Maybe he's mixed. 
Oh, you know, like there should be some sort of flowchart. Yeah. yeah. Does he have to oh. be? Does it have to be a male? Can it be a Does woman? It have to be a guy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, one conversation. Sorry to change the subject. One question, um, conversation point that happens between Abby and Katrina is where Abby brings up the fact that bio, biology doesn't also. I think maybe it was Abby Katrina or Abby and Crane, but she brings up the fact that biology doesn't automatically make you a parent. And I think that is so important when it comes to the Cranes and Henry, because the fact that they gave birth to him does not mean that they are his parents. Like, it doesn't really quite work that way. And I feel like for Ichabod to be like, he's my son, he's my son, but it's like, what have you done to earn... Where are you? Sorry, I'm lost. I'm not going in order. I'm not going in order. I'm just talking about, like, overarching things that happened in the episode like one that just kind of struck me because I'm like we constantly kept hearing the situation where Katrina's like he's my son and like and I guess it's fine because you know Henry literally came for her body but for Ichabod who didn't really know it's kind of like you can't just like pop in and be like that's my son it's like you have to put in work and it's like what has he done to put in the work to be able to, to say like I'm Henry's father I like, mean by that logic Moloch's their son too Mm-hmm. Ew, well, it's ew. their son and grandson. If we say here, Henry, Henry's dad, and Katrina's so, mom. You know Malik that Ichabod's grandson and Katrina's son. So you know that Malik um, is brilliant for for playing into that belief of theirs. That conversation. Yeah, you know that conversation that Abby and Ichabod have in the car, and Ichabod, you know, slightly admits that he's been distracted. No shit, right? And. Abby makes the point that people change and grow and evolve, especially during times of strife, and their relationships have to evolve as well. And here I'm just thinking, like, Ichabod and Katrina's relationship hasn't evolved at all. Like, Mm-mm, no. Ichabod wanted her, but he didn't really know anything about her. And she seemed to have seen him as an out to an arranged marriage. Or maybe she figured since he was a witness, her marrying him could guide him to his destiny. Except, of course, now she's distracting him from, from his destiny with her foolishness about saving Henry. And I feel like her character totally makes him look like a fool, like all the time, you know. And I, I hate already kind of foolish though. Yeah, but I, I mean, I also hate how Abby's the one who's, you know, eschewing all romantic complications because it's, it's, it's like creeping really close to the, like the strong black woman bullshit we try to avoid. And Abby's like the only one on mission while Crane gets to be distracted and he gets to be off mission. He gets his like, and it's not. It, I don't know if the show is trying to say say it's a bad thing because I feel like they don't know what's wrong. Like, I don't know who it was that decided that so much focus on a relationship that isn't well-written would be a good idea. And it's turning the yeah. audience off. And I don't... It's so odd. It's it's really weird. I was like, do, do they do this on purpose? Like, you know. And, and Abby trying to, like, get through to them, right? Um... And then being cut off constantly. Right. And she's, I mean, Abby's like speaking the truth about how Henry won't be done until everyone's dead. And, yo, Abby got out of that chair. Like, she was about to take her out. Katrina made her raise her voice to her. I was like, what is she doing? Who is she talking to? Does she know who she's talking to? You know, it just bothered me that Ichabod got, it was like the, it was like a replay of the Jenny versus Abby argument in season one. And Ichabod has to get between them. And he like. It's because he has to be the center of attention. All yeah. the fucking time, he like raised his finger, out. raised his finger, and, like, yeah, like like face. telling the two women to shut up, 
I would have welcomed Katrina doing anything other than being breathy whispers. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I even if it was at the expense of Abby and her being condescending to Abby, it would have built tension. Abby would have stood up to her. Mm-hmm. It would have been really interesting to see if they had both turned to Ichabod and said, stay out of this. We're yes. going to talk about this. Shut yeah. up. Sit down, Ichabod. Can you imagine if Katrina had stood up to Ichabod? And if yeah. Abby at the same mm-hmm. time, how interesting would it have been if, like, both women were like, you know what? You need to leave. And you just, and like, talk this out. How many times, <laughs> and how many times are, is, you know, are they be like, oh, she's a powerful witch. Like, they keep having Ichabod say that shit. And I'm like, please show us how she's being useful. Like, how is she being <laughs> you know, useful? They did the same thing. Please let me Abby. know. In the end, they had Abby say, like, oh, it took me a while. We to need see, you. We actually need you. I'm like, you know why that doesn't make sense? Because literally not even three seconds ago, you definitely performed a spell and saved the day. You definitely stuck your hand in a jar of maggots. And, and like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, Katrina. And I was... You didn't know that there was a, like, a concealment spell. You couldn't stick your hand in a jar of rats. Abby stuck her hand in a jar of maggots, took the heart out. And then Katrina was like, oh my God, thank you. You're so wonderful. Maybe I should read the spell. It's like, nah. I'm going to get knocked out, so now you have to finish the spell. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then after Abby did everything, they're going to have to say, oh, I realize you're valuable asset. What the fuck did she do? Two things. I mean, what did that, Abby like, do? Like, Save the damn day. Backtrack, though. Because he was, at, at a certain point, too, he was like, Lieutenant, you go and protect Katrina. Oh, bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck? Bullshit. The all-powerful witch Katrina? Yeah, no. I was like, bullshit. she and her bodyguard, and I, the look on Abby's face, I was like, oh, my God. Oh my god, if they're playing this right, I was like, who's going to protect Abby from this foolishness? <laughs> like, I was dying. I was like, you cannot be serious with that scene. Go be her bodyguard? For what reason? If she's supposed to be all-powerful, what reason do you have for for Abby, of all people, to go be her bodyguard? Because Abby has a gun? Like, I didn't understand that. And you know what makes me angry? He didn't even ask her. He told her. <laughs> Go and then, Gina. and then they send, and then sh- they go to track down the succubus, which doesn't make sense to me. If she mostly targets men, then they should have sent Abby and Katrina to get the succubus, and they should have been the ones to find. Like, it's not like they needed to Katrina to to do the well because the spell. of the spell. Yeah, but they, it's not oh, like they true. actually needed. <laughs> That's true. Ichabod yeah. could have read it, and Abby ended up reading it anyway, mm. so it didn't even fucking matter at the end. Yeah, I, I would like to propose. I would like to propose a drinking game. What? I would like we should take a sip every time Ichabod or Katrina says thank you to Abby. We would never sober. thank sober. you, Abby, for offering to get aspirin. Thank you, Abby, for performing the internet search. Thank you, Abby, for reading the spell when I keeled over. Thank you, Abby. Abby, thank you for not slapping me in my face when I called you Abigail <laughs> and condescended to you. Girl, I love that Abby was like, you know, yeah, I'm agreeing that you've been irrational and willfully ignorant and directly calls her out for being condescending because she totally has been. She was just like, yeah. you you don't know how long I've been. Abby was like, you know, I was here fighting my ass off with your freaking witness husband and we've been doing this for a while and you haven't been here, so... And she's like, how you know what's really funny? You know? It's like Katrina was like, you, she started to say, like, you have no idea. Yeah. Because I think she's talking about the fact that she was, like, in purgatory during the duration before they, but, like, in the back of my mind. Thank you like, for like, staying in purgatory for me. Exactly. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. In the back of my mind, I was kind of just like, yeah, but you weren't doing anything in purgatory. 
you and you don't just oh, okay at the end of the day though like when it comes to Katrina as a character I'm really angry they're, they're straight up playing her in like the most sexist trope ever like there's literally nothing to her character that doesn't have anything to do with her son mm. or her husband and there's nothing outside of that or Abraham we haven't seen anything well there, there's is, failed witchcraft yeah I was to gonna stop her yeah. son or help her husband I was right. gonna say too about um, that scene when they, when she calls her out for being condescending, the part where she's like being able to call someone family isn't just biology. And I was like, mm-hmm. of all people, Abby would know that, right? She and Jenny exactly. had, had August, I mean, sure, but like, you know, and August and Joe are part of their family. They're part of their found family. You know, like Corbin's been a father to them when they didn't have one, when they were getting kicked out of foster homes, when their mother had committed suicide. So I feel like it's so insulting for Katrina to prioritize Henry over everything else just because he's blood when she doesn't know him at all. Right. And And then also consider, like, Abby and Jenny's relationship and how even though they're sisters, they couldn't even really call themselves that after that huge fallout when they came back together. Like... Whenever Jenny referred to Abby as her sister, there was sarcasm. There wasn't connection. Right. And But we got to see their relationship grow. We got to see them come back together to the point where when they called each other sisters, it felt the Real. connection was back there. Yeah. Right. Because it wasn't just biology. It, bi- like, family and you, is not just biology. You don't have that with Henry at all, too. Like, exactly. you don't have him trying to better himself or you don't have him struggling, really. Um, and then you you only have Katrina like just kind of blindly sticking up for him for no reason, absolutely. So I think no that that can be used to the writer's advantage, right? You have these two characters with wildly contrasting worldviews. Yeah. You know, if one character is like family is everything and family is blood, and the other is like I could take it or leave it. You really have to be someone I choose to be considered family. Mm-hmm. That is where you can get a lot of meaty conflict. If, like, both sides are presented in a way that makes sense to the viewer yeah, and, you know, appears some at least somewhat logical, mm. and if they actually go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if maybe Katrina had seen something while she was in captivity to make her realize Henry was somehow deep down inside still her son. Yeah, but we Like, if it, maybe she saw true. that he was being possessed. Yeah. which was one of her theories right that there is a demon inside of him maybe if she saw him trying to fight the demon or maybe if she saw him in a moment where he wasn't possessed you know and she was like family family then i would buy it right and then if yeah. abby was like nope 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 if he's possessed he's written off that would be like a really interesting conflict if they let it play out but they, they haven't set it up so that it can't play out right yeah i mean and I feel like as viewers, it's natural to take sides. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like all three of us would be more inclined to fall, go on Abby's side, even if there was more justification for Katrina's side. Yeah. But there's very little justification for Katrina's side of the <laughs> argument anyway. Right. Yeah. So. Right. And I, I want to yeah. know, what was the succubus revealing about Ichabod's hitting desire for his wife? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. That how- he likes the oh. British chicks? Yeah, it's well, like it's clearly not his di- his desire isn't hidden. So was she revealing like he's he's he um 
he has doubts. I think that's what well, she was trying to do. Well, the succubus does this weird thing, which, like, they kind of go back and forth between her disguise powers. So there's one, so, like, in the beginning, when we saw her, she was literally transforming into people. But, like, towards the end, when it came to Nikali and Ichabod, it was more like she was picking certain traits instead of physically transforming. So there was this sort of overlay that happens between the succubus and Abby, where you see the succubus dressed in a way that Ab- Abby is typically dressed, like her hair is straightened. She and has she, her um, attitude like longer too. sleeves. Right. She, the way mm-hmm. she's carrying herself, she has like longer sleeves with the little finger things, which is how Abby dresses when she's approaching Holly. And they did this very clever thing where they have the succubus's face and then they cut to Abby. Like, yeah. and the, because the shots were so similar, you could kind of see, oh, the succubus is trying to be Abby, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So they did something similar in Ichabod's case where she was wearing the corset and like the the little um, shawl or whatever, or cardigan or whatever, and then speaking in this like breezy British. Accent, I know she I totally. Very, yeah. yeah, I thought that was a very good. Speaking of corsets, which I thought was very clever actually, because I feel like the more common route is to have Katrina's voice coming out of her mouth, uh, but I kind of liked the fact that they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but it was, I thought it was really funny that Katrina's like still in that effing corset and she's been having, she just had like a demon, almost had a demon baby <laughs> and she's been sleeping oh in that goodness. corset. I was like, what the hell you guys? You know how when you get home from work and you're like, goodbye pants. Goodbye bra. Goodbye bra. <laughs> I'm sitting down to record an episode of Fat Pink Cat. <laughs> um, Katrina, like someone needed to buy her a Snuggie. Maybe yeah. They 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 could have totally had her. It would have been hilarious if they had her in a snuggie at the beginning of the episode. That would be so funny. Or a sports bra. Yeah, but I, you know, anyway, at a certain point, I was like, can the succubus just take both Nick and Nick (laughs) at once? At once, I was like, they're both trash. They deserve each other. It was really funny. I was just kind of just pissed off at this point. It's how annoying is this? Like, God, it's like they're trying to establish a bromance between the two of them. Yeah. It's weird. Like, um, you know what was really funny? When the Sleepy Hollow Twitter asked people what they would see in the jar, someone was like, someone tweeted back at them, the vanishing diversity in my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I was like, you guys asked for it. They keep tweeting stuff and people are just responding to them very sarcastically and it's yeah. hilarious. I hope they continue to do it. It's just so funny. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think just because the writers have Abby saying it, you know, saying what they want the audience to feel because she represents the audience doesn't mean we're actually going to buy it, especially after you just showed Abby doing all the work. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really incongruous. You can't force people to believe something about character that you haven't shown to be true. So to have Abby say that was, I just thought it was so insulting to the viewers. I was like, (laughs) we're not stupid. We can see i mean not i don't want to say stupid but we're not foolish we're not like you know it's not like we're we're not paying attention yeah we're watching the show (laughs) yeah i was like we're not paying it you know we are paying attention like you can't just force this on us and expect us to accept it like there's no question and you keep and they keep doing it with her character and then they're surprised that she's not going over well and i was just like because you keep telling us instead of showing us stuff yeah. And keep forcing us to believe it. You can't force people to believe it. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Um, 
So after, so during that scene, that final scene where Abby and Katrina are in the cemetery together, and Katrina was like, I'm going to leave Ichabod for Abraham, but you have to be the one to tell him. Like, what did you guys think of that scene? <laughs> She's like, can you break up with my husband for me? <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that was really sad. Like, why does Abby have to be the one to tell him Katrina? You know, um, when we when we talk about marriage and family counseling and therapy, there's actually a word for that. It's called triangulation. And mm. what mean, what happens is in an unhealthy couple or system, somebody gets triangulated mm-hmm. to diffuse the like tension temporarily or or the conflict within the couple just moments just briefly, so the couple can continue being dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Right. So. It happens, right? People, when they're in a fight with their partner, they'll go gossip to their best friend instead. Mm. Or in extreme cases, they'll go off and have an affair rather than deal with the problem within the relationship. Mm. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, make Abby be the middleman. Make Abby be the messenger. You can't talk to him directly about this, so you're just going to do it, and then Abby's going to have to take care of him for you after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so she ended up doing, but not before we got a shirtless, not Daniel Henny, which I was just like, what the fuck is this scene even trying to do right now? Like, Abby's like, oh, let me help you. And he's like looking at her. She, and like, just, like and why can't Crane help him? She gives him, of course. That he probably back. smells really bad right now. He looks like he's not really bad right now. <laughs> well, I mean, Crane did come back with the medication, but you know, it's like, you know, the woman has to be the one to, like, wrap the bandages or some odd shit. And then she, like, and then he's, she gives him the, the succubus heart. And he's like, I've never had a girl literally give me her heart before. And I'm like, if you don't shut the, the fuck, fuck up. Right? I, was, I know. I was like. I hope she bought something at Petco. And- well, she did threaten to punch him in the throat. And I was like, <laughs> yes. yes. Please punch him in the throat. And when you're done, punch Ichabod in the throat as well. Yeah, seriously. So annoying. Then fly off into the sky on a dragon. <laughs> I was like far, far away from all these terrible white people. <laughs> seriously. Oh, for real. That's like, absurd. Can somebody but, I mean, save her? You know, and then Crane comes out with the medicine. He's like, oh, like, oh my God, this is the worst writing ever. Like, it's like, shut up. Handle it, but you know he figures out that Katrina goes, and he's totally fine with it because she's a highly skilled operative. I cannot believe he actually said that. What oh is going God. on? Like, I feel like sometimes the writers write like no one's watching the show, and they think that no one's gonna catch on to what the fuck is going on. But we've definitely caught on. Highly skilled operative. You literally wrote her passing out before she could complete a spell. Are you and then, me? and then now you had to do it. I was like, oh my god. Highly skilled operative. All she did was identify the succubus. Kind of, not really. No, <laughs> not even. Because I mean, she oh, helped she... track her track her once to Holly. Unfortunately, we could have exactly we could have like, had her, that. We could have had her magic fail there because I don't think seriously. Why didn't it fail there? We had to rescue Holly. Okay, God, how whatever. convenient would that have been if not Daniel Henny who just died in his like floating wallist warehouse living See, space area? No one's really giving us shit for not liking not Daniel Henny, but people are giving us shit for like talking about how there are problems with Katrina's story. You know what's funny? Every critic review that I've read about this past episode, mm. they're talking about what we're talking about. Maybe yeah. not as like 
you know, intensely, intensely as us, but nobody likes Holly. I have yet to see a reviewer sincerely talk about because some people, some people like the New York Times review, or I think it was the New York Times. I can't remember. Or like TV line or something like that. Actually talked about how bad they felt for Matt Barr to have to play such a vapid and utterly useless character. And I was yeah. like, damn. I but feel bad. True. I feel bad for him too. And I think, you know what? They, they could have done with him instead of, I mean, sorry, Matt Barr. It's not because you're white, but they could have had is, a person totally of color. <laughs> they could have had a person of color, first of all. And secondly, they should have given him a totally different skill set. Yeah. Then and, and characterization and characterization and, yeah. and not exactly. made him because it's too cool for you, Abby. Like pickup artist thing. Yeah, yeah and and ridiculous. he's he's also pining, and, which is why he's the like, Daniel Henny reporter character makes so right. Much sense. He's connected to Abby. That that character would have connect, been connected to Abby somehow because yeah, he would he's have known reporter. Andy. Yeah, he would have been around. He would have mm-hmm. been nosy. He would have been trying to find things out. It doesn't yeah. even have to be related to Andy. He could have been Andy's like college roommate or some shit like that yeah but i mean the fact that he's he's tied to her pat like to andy somehow and also considering the fact that that a reporter would know this like a reporter Uh who's like what if he's the kind of reporter who's not just looking for the facts but also interested in supernatural things he would also know things as well like they could have rolled this this character could have been so much better i don't even really think they tried yeah oh well whatever so Um, yeah, I think last major point happens to be the only plot moving thing that happened this entire episode. The baby, which, which is the baby. I mean, thing. I liked, I liked that they. I thought it was interesting that they used the succubus to uh, give the energy away. I was like, how much is she being paid for this? Because she's just because <laughs> she's she wasn't using it for herself, which I don't think I've ever seen a succubus actually do in pop culture. Like, use it to nurture a baby. So I thought that was an interesting twist. Also, I also find it pretty interesting that it's just one succubus and not mm-hmm. an army of succubi. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, how many, but then I guess, how many souls does a demon baby need to consume? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that many. Yeah. But, mm, so how is Katrina going to destroy Moloch? Because she. Well, she's not because they're playing again. Like they're not really like. Did you see how her she like her walked face. in and uh-huh. like she like took Abraham's hand and you know Stockholm and then I mean like, I she goes. I thought that she was playing him in that scene, but then she. Do you still think the so? necklace? I think she's kind of she's warming up to Abraham, but at the same time she's still kind of distanced from him. I don't think. I mean. They're just trying to sell this Ichabod Katrina thing so hard, and she's so in love with him or whatever. But she has been saying some interesting things, right? The most interesting thing she says at the end is, like, how love can be a dangerous weapon. That The conversation that she has with Abby. Mm-hmm. And I guess Ichabod says, or Ichabod says something similar about her using her deep and mysterious heart to her advantage. And I was like, they could do so much with that. Like, maybe yeah. that's what she used... To get Ichabod so she could, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that whole thing where we saw how her face changed when she saw the baby, like, she didn't even look conflicted. She just automatically went into, like, mommy mode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I thought was, the like, necklace. Look, I think the necklace yeah. has ensorcelled her. Wait, but I wonder, is it the necklace, is the necklace infecting her emotions or just visually altering? 
Like, because the necklace, because when, when, when uh, Henry asks if she's still, still wearing, wearing the necklace, it? right, the necklace, when it comes to headless, allows her to see ahead and speak to him. So it has nothing to do with her emotions. So when it comes to the baby, isn't she just seeing a human child? Like, what does that have to do with her emotions? Mm-hmm. Maybe she was just really excited that it was a white baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't Moloch from, like, a... Um, more of a Near East culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like uh, the Middle East. Yeah, that surprised me. That's not a mixed. <laughs> Actually, well, it came maybe. out of her vagina, so. Yeah, that's why it came out of her rainbow road. Her rainbow <laughs> road. <laughs> oh man. Ah, this. I mean, this episode was slightly better, definitely, than last week's. It was more tolerable. I don't even know if it's better Because there were at least some interesting things that happened. Like conversations, right? That is true. We did get an argument between Katrina and Abby, which I feel like we needed. It's just Mm -hmm. a shame that it was cut short. Because they were actually saying, like, important things. Right. And Abby was actually making an important point. And she she was standing up for herself, which I think Mm -hmm. is something that we haven't seen Abby do. Yeah. Where when it comes to the cranes at all. This no, season. she's just been kind of agreeing, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. Okay, so what did you guys? What? How many donut holes did you give? Because I gave it like a five. Oh, four. lower than five, like a yeah. four maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Four point five. Uh, maybe because last week's was so infuriating that this week was just kind of a, almost like a break. Um, from that almost a break from that crap I was just like jeez but next week we actually get the characters of color back man this episode it was there was so at a certain point I looked up and I was like why are there so many white people on my screen you know what I feel like I'm watching Gotham I actually found myself zoning out during the crane scenes like I had to rewind just because they were saying so much nothing Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I can't watch this right now. Um, Do you guys remember when the show used to have one more than one person of color per episode? Yeah. Sometimes multiple people of color per episode having conversations on with one another about yeah. not white people. Yeah. Sometimes women of color having conversations. Yeah. Well, we're getting that next week, thank the Lord. Uh, but not without the pollution of not Daniel Henny. Right, why is he home? there? <laughs> why? Go home, Roger. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. But Bye, Felicia. There is no Ichabod in that promo at all. That's so weird to me. If anyone I'd should be, I'd rather have Ichabod than Holly. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. If oh, anybody even should my be partner there, was like, why is Holly there? Yeah. yeah. All, like upset, like why? If anybody <laughs> should. If anybody should be there and should be sharing that with them, it's Ichabod. Why the yeah. f- Or what? Joe Corbin. Yeah, or Joe oh, Corbin. Joe. Oh, Joe. Can you imagine if well, it was Joe? God, you guys. Why is we he there? We would have had there? a Corbin family reunion. Ugh, why is he there? He ruined so many good things. Like, I saw him I'm in still. I'm just going to rewrite this entire. I'm just going to write fan fiction. I'm going to rewrite this entire season in fan fiction. Why do care. they think he needs to be there? Like, please give me a good reason why Holly's there. Because white male fantasy and black woman. And that's what makes me so fucking sick. 
I just, I get so angry thinking about it. He does not need to be there. He has no connection to anything. Oh, he's an expert on artifacts? Okay, who gives a shit? Um, Ichabod at least is a witness. Joe Corbin is at least related to the girls in some way. Um, his father trained them, basically. You know, why is he there? Frank Irving is there because he's in the hospital. <laughs> like, you have so many reasons for other characters to be there, and you have none for him to be there besides, oh, he wants to get into Abby's pants. You know what? I don't understand. And I said this before, and I'm just going to say it again. Why not break... Why didn't they just break Irving out of, of the hospital? Oh, they're like, going to care. apparently later. Apparently later? Like, what the fuck? coming up. There are eight... Tenth episode. seven... Uh, what episode are we on? Seven or eight? What episode is this? Eight. You're eight episodes into the season. I don't care how many episodes there's supposed to be this season. You are eight episodes in. And how much plot development have we had in eight episodes? Way to waste time, you know? Seriously. It's a waste of time. Like, having more episodes does not mean you should just drag shit out on, 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 like, ridiculousness. And not even well-written And do you know what? I, I totally think they could have used this time so wisely. Oh, my God. Character development oh my out God. the ass. There could have been so much character the development. Backstories. Been... We could have seen more of Abby and Jenny working together. They could have done so, so much. Like... It's not because they have more episodes. It's because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Because by this, I mean, what, they have 10 episodes left? So they're, they should have had at least these last three episodes should have been used to their advantage because they had 13 last season, right? And you know what's odd? I feel like they're trying to act like the, the impending apocalypse is an overarching like plot, but it really mm-hmm. isn't, though. It doesn't, it doesn't like really it. work because it's so – it doesn't seem as close and as immediate and as immediate of a threat as it did last season. Mm-hmm. So, like, last season when we had the apocalypse as an overarching and then these little stories in between everything was so tightly woven together that you didn't feel the plot holes even though they definitely were there right mm-hmm. for, but for some reason with this season all these little stories aren't really meshing well together they're like there's like bullshit connecting them so i feel like they're trying to make it seem like it flows but it really doesn't and so this season actually feels sloppy because it kind of is Sloppy. I just, they need writers who can actually write. Man. It's okay. It's all right, you guys. Like, you know what? At least we're not watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> I read the most depressing article, though. It was like, how are they going to end the show? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Under the assumption that the show is not going to get the seven seasons they initially planned. Yeah. What are they going to do? To yeah, wrap I don't all even this wanna... up, are they gonna? Because they can't start the apocalypse in season two with their seven season plan, right? I so... don't even want to think about it. And can they really drag this on for another five seasons without starting the apocalypse? Well, if they, what do you mean? Well, like... if they are gonna stick to their seven season plan, how much more of this can we take before it gets dry and shit really needs well, to start going? Right. Well... Especially, I think they're. I think that it was such a huge mistake to make Henry the Horseman of War. I yeah. still think that. I just that was such a terrible. I idea. think it was a mistake to just have him as the sole villain. There should be another villain this season that could be potentially vanquished by the end of the season. And then next season, they'd get an even bigger bad. You know what I mean? 
So Yeah, and also Headless was a way better villain. I'm sorry, but Henry just doesn't do it for me. Headless, Headless was way had... scary last Yeah, season. he was well, scary. Well now he's got like a face and a wig. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should have had another when they said they were gonna up the stakes, I thought that maybe they'll had another villain as well working on the side with Henry, because there should be more than just Henry as a threat, right? Yeah, at this point. But Henry's not even really threatening. I think he's kind of He's just playing with them. Yeah, he's kind of boring and it feels I don't know. I I I'm Headless was a better hammy. It is Hammy. And Headless was a better villain, definitely. I think like, if honestly, if... like you know what? This reminds me of the one scene where Headless comes after oh god, what was the name of that group? that Ichabod was a part of, and he had that ring. The Masonic. The Freemasons. The, free, the Freemasons. And that scene where they go to the Freemasons, like, headquarters, and Headless is there, and he's, like, shooting guns, and Abby's shooting guns. Like, there was so much action, like, leaping dead bodies everywhere. Irving and his gun scene. Right. I think if right. they had promised, they promised that we'd get more psychological things messing you know and we haven't really gotten that except for maybe like root of all evil where he's messing with the whole entire town I, oh like, that was a pretty good episode yeah actually. and so i i wanted more of that and less of him just it's just very insular and it's so much about the crane drama he's not going right. outside of the crane drama that and he's boring and his mother's boring because their whole family drama is just stupid <laughs> oh, God, that's the Anyhow. only. I mean, yeah, they need some. They need something else. Like a, they should have had like another powerful thing, threatening them. <sighs> like somebody to betray them again or something. Like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of urgency there, and they keep re- doing these resets, like going into the family drama, Korean family drama, and then resetting. Unfortunately. So, any closing remarks before we wrap it up? I hope next week is awesome. Apparently, it's making everybody cry. Like, Lindy and Nicole made everyone cry. I'm excited. Um, I miss having the two of them. Yes. On so, screen. But I think we should uh, maybe make some a graphic about it about encouraging yeah. people to watch i want mm. it to be a return to form i don't want the ratings to be even lower on yeah. the one episode that's abby focused right, right that's true yep it it hey. rose this oh, week and if i could have a wish list too please don't have crappy mental health tropes oh yeah, yeah i'm worried about that it's gonna be set in like a psych ward right oh great yeah and they use oh. restraints on their they use restraints on her their mother Oh yeah, I saw those restraints. I about all of that. I mean, <sighs> she was hospitalized, presumably like in the eighties or nineties. Yeah, so things have already gotten oh. better since then. But yeah, yeah, that's true. But still, like but still, it's a little bit. I'm just kind of like, oh my god, please don't let it be bad. Please don't let it be bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can catch us at fatpinkcast.tumblr.com, also on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbay at FatPinkCast. Leave us a review, send us to Raven, live tweet with us on Twitter. Yay. And I'll leave you the preview for next week's episode. Woohoo! All right. Bye. Bye. Bob died 15 years ago. Welcome back now. That is a mystery we must solve. 
she's trying to tell us something. You need to help her. This place turned her into a monster. We do this together. Like we used to when things got bad. I think we should have brought more firepower. We are staking out a killer ghost. Who also happens to be our mother? 